0: Hello. Uh, today we want to talk about raising our minimum health standards in our policies. Um, as of May 1st, 2021, plan is going to be applying minimum standards to our benefit plans with a bunch of enhancements to contracts. Um, I also want to talk about how you can copy from us. I think you should steal the idea and you should apply this across your own block. My name is Yaffa Sakaja, and I'm the CEO of Beneplan. So when we think about the last year, it's been a lot. I mean, while we've been so focused on the virus and the pandemic, we just wanted to pause and reflect on how other people's lives are really impacted. And we started asking ourselves, how can we help? Like. We are Canadian private health insurance professionals. We understand risk and money and coverage and claims and people. So how do we use our powers for good? We've got to use our powers for good. And I've been plan. We always fight for the underdog, but you know, this year has been a lot for people. Mental health has been on the forefront of everybody's minds with whether it's lockdown or education or just, you know, general anxiety about health. Um, we also know that there was a huge backlog, at least in, in Ontario, where a lot of our groups are of surgeries. There was a backlog of essential visits to see your physician. And so we know that diagnoses are typically actually down by 50%, um, for certain categories, not all categories, but things like cancer, musculoskeletal issues, even mental health issues are down 40 to 50%, according to a recent Canadian medical, um, journal and, You know, we wanted to take a look at that because we think while we focus so much on the virus, there's a lot of other issues that don't get the spotlight that they deserve. So actually, this has been in the works for the last two years and the pandemic just expedited it. Um, I'm going to give a list. We've got six different things that we're going to now start to Add as a minimum standard in every single benefit plan at Beneplan. And the catalyst for each one will be either a brand new group that comes to us or whenever a group asks to change their plan and they want to do a plan amendment, then these new enhancements will be part of the core item. So here they are. Here's a list. The first one is smoking cessation. If it doesn't already exist as a standard, add it as a minimum of $300 per lifetime. Um, second of all would be increasing psychology, social worker or counselor or, uh, psychotherapist coverage to $1,000 per year per individual in the family. So right now there's no minimum standards. It's just, um, it's just kind of like take it or leave it. So now we're going to add that as a minimum for every group going forward. Uh, we're also going to add IUD coverage at a minimum of $200 per lifetime. We just found that's inconsistent across the board we're adding erectile dysfunction drugs at $500 per lifetime. And that was a controversial one. We find a lot of people like to giggle when they hear those words, but you know, I'm a really, I'm open that I'm a feminist, but you know, when I say I'm a feminist, I don't think that women are inherently better than men. I think we actually all deserve the same kind of like social treatment that feminism brings to a society. And that Puts a lens on all genders. So, with erectile dysfunction, or sometimes called ED medication, um, we notice that there's sometimes inherent bias and benefit plans where, you know, if somebody has breast cancer and they're having surgery for that, then there would be medical supplies, equipment, or, you know, items that are covered post-surgery. But we noticed there was nothing really specific for prostate. Um, if you have prostate cancer, if you have to have a procedure, if you have something structural in there that's impacting that part of your life, there was nothing really there. And we found it's really embarrassing for somebody to have to come and ask for it. No one's going to ever ask for it. It's, I've been in hundreds and hundreds of meetings in my career. No one has ever talked about it other than to kind of stigmatize it. So we thought, you know what, let's go ahead and add it at $500 per lifetime because, you know, by the way, all of these items do not impact premiums. Like the claims are so small in proportion to the vast majority of drug, dental, paramedical and other claims that we pay that we thought, you know, you can throw people, um, a lifeline here and help the next item is adding fertility coverage. So fertility drugs right now are not covered as a standard. And so we're adding a $2,500 per lifetime minimum floor. So again, this is not going to make anybody rich. It's not going to help anybody get out of debt, but what we thought, again, was just throw people some lifeline. Um, the reason why fertility is important is because actually before the pandemic, people were talking about fertility as an epidemic because one in six people of childbearing age are paying out of pocket, and that includes couples across the spectrum. So different types of families, different genders are struggling, and it's not just females. It's not just females getting older. It's also males as well. It's um, couples, same-sex couples that want want to conceive. And so we wanted to at least just give some sort of minimum floor support, but then at least also start the conversation to see if plant sponsors do want to cover any more. Um, Finally, we are adding breast pump coverage at $300 per lifetime. This one is really close to my heart. I had to spend a lot when I gave birth to my son on this category. It's really important to me. Um, Not everybody can afford an electrical pump and it can be very, very challenging to do it um, otherwise, I also find that feeding your child is one of the most stressful <laughs> things. So when we think about postpartum depression and anxiety, I think we have to assume that 100% of new parents are gonna have a challenge feeding their child. And so if you just start with that assumption and then work backwards, I think you can start to affect change. And the reason why we decided on all these six enhances is because these are the ones that really, again, they don't push premiums up at all. It doesn't change member premiums. All we're doing is changing the booklet and updating the system, Um, but these are not things that are gonna make or break the plan, it's just more of we have to take a look at some of the minimum standards. So how can you apply this lens? I mean, how did we come to this conclusion? This is two years in the making of us taking a hard look in the mirror and thinking, what are we doing? Because we found that we were continuously asked how do we cut coverage? How do we cut coverage by, by advisors, by customers, because they're looking to save, 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 save. Um, at the same time, you have a small, not a huge amount, but a, you know a small handful of employers that are saying, well, how can we add? Where can we add? And I think those um, HR managers or those finance leaders of those businesses have been given a gift of permission to think that way. They might be in a shortage for talent, in a talent war. They're trying to add as many benefits as possible. But we thought about all the small businesses where they don't have that gift or that ability or that luxury, you know, companies in manufacturing companies in logistics, even, you know, construction where life just seems to get a little bit harder for those companies every year. We thought, you know, it's, it's a little unfortunate that the next 10 years of Canadians healthcare within our environment, really you make a difference there. And We start to dig deeper and you start to talk to people like this is not the kind of stuff that people will tell their employers. They might call the call center and ask a question, but the call center is not going to aggregate that and come to the boss and say, hey, do you want to think about raising your minimum standard? So we just started to think we've got a duty of care to our members. And while we're we are a low cost provider, we're all about cutting unnecessary fat and waste from the plan from a monetary perspective. We're not about throwing the baby out with the bathwater. We think it's really, really important to use our powers for good. And I think all of you can really take inspiration from that and A, talk to your carriers about what are some, um, things you can add in the benefit plan that don't cost extra in the premium or are a very negligible impact and if there is an impact what's somewhere that you can trim trimming the fat so to speak so from a fee perspective or from a refund of surplus perspective where you can justify that you know, I want to remind you that mandatory generic drug coverage in Canada, we don't have this across the board yet, but a lot of carriers are going that route and that's going to be a 3% change to premium. So when I say 3% change, I mean decrease. And so if you're going to increase maybe 1% across the board for all these changes, that's where you can roll both out at the same time. And the employer has a really good news story there that you're actually enhancing the benefit plan. So, I want to hear from you. What do you think of this? Um, you can reach out to me. My email is yafa at uh, You can find us at benaplan.ca, and we're on all social outlets, but definitely on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, so thank you for listening, and let me know what you decide to do. Thanks very much.